that's going to be the, the cover of this of episode nine now. Or, I mean, episode 11. Oh, man. God damn it. I can't even get it right. How, how you guys all doing today? Oh, Jesus. Oh, are we starting this? You just want to do this? Yeah. No, that I think is a, a beautiful start. That's the intro. And if you'd like to get in on what just happened, you should join our Discord. You should, yes. You should join the Scourge Discord, which, by the way, I'm thinking here... Um, we should make like a, our own Neon Valley Discord. Make a joint, yeah. Oh yeah, use the Neon Valley email to make a Neon Valley Discord. Yeah, and like Twitter yeah. or stuff like that. Um, a more vocal place that people can go to. Because like I also know that we only source our questions from Discord right now, but I know a lot mm -hmm. of people also don't use Discord. Um, so yeah, Twitter. Exactly. Uh, we also we have our subreddit, r slash Neon Valley Pod. If you want to go there, you can I drop totally knew we. I totally knew we had a subreddit. Yeah, I didn't even take the shot, Mitchell, uh, which I'm going to take right now. So this is Listen, a celebratory you shot. Take shot. We were yes, get your shots. Um, no, I we didn't celebrate last episode. It was our tenth episode, Mitchell. It was. Uh, we How talked about you? the glorious Southland tales. We might have mentioned it that it was the tenth episode, but we didn't really like do anything. Uh, we hit double digits, baby. Mm, that's that's more than than nine like, um because but also more than 9.9 because .9, that's technically not double digits you know when they told me you had passed math i was i was a little flabbergasted i got a b minus in accounting you're you're just throwing you're just proving me wrong <laughs> again and again that's amazing buddy I'm proud of you no i <laughs> but think about it this way how many things in your life can you say especially recently let's say in the last like five years that go with numbers and i don't care how long it's taken for us but have you sat down and done consistently 10 times for over an hour or two that's dedication you know what i'm saying like we're, we're oh. doing this yeah you know what yeah mm -hmm. fuck mm -hmm. yeah fuck i'm gonna take up, this man. shot let's go baby mm. put it in your mouth mm -hmm. and then swallow Oh God! Like the little bit. Oh God! It did that thing where my throat closed up. Oh no! Oh, it rejected. It did. It rejected, rejected it immediately. And you're like, it, it, it must. It must continue. Yeah, I'm also. I'm. I'm washing it down with a prime energy drink. Um, this isn't a sponsor, by the way, because I don't. Oh no. I know. No, believe me, I don't. Here's my thing about this company is that I, I don't like Logan Paul at all, but I do like KSI. So I like 50% of the people that own this company. <laughs> so uh, so I only buy, I told Audrey, I only buy as half as much as I normally would. Um, Man, I'm glad I, I got a B minus in accounting because we're doing a lot of math this episode. Wow, we really are. This is the new math, but we are the, the been official. Math heavy. The official math podcast. Big brain podcast. <laughs> I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I think this is the chill episode, Mitchell. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling good. It might be that shot I just took. <laughs> um, okay. Anything when, anything, anytime you say, I'm feeling good after taking a shot, like 200% of the time, it's the shot. That doesn't math. And we just, we just said we are the math podcast and you've already, you're already not. No, mathing. it's advanced math. You're thinking of regular math. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of normie math. You're talking like 
black pill level math. I get what you're saying. You need to join our Patreon to access that level. Oh shit, we don't have a Patreon. Oh, oh, oh. oh we <laughs> don't. Okay, I wasn't sure with the subreddit and everything. I was like, I'm gonna just start throwing things out. You there. know what? Actually, I don't know. You know, maybe by the time this episode is up, maybe we'll have a Patreon for and for like a dollar or something. You can get the episode early. Maybe I don't know. We'll figure out the details, but probably not <laughs> you yet. Can get it sent to you by carrier pigeon. Ooh, Hogwarts style. Get it like a, a a carrier owl. What? By the way, Mitchell, what is this picture in the Discord? I need to know who this. What did you look up? I looked up the band Rush. Oh, it's Rush. Oh, it's. <laughs> you kept saying Rush when you said, "Oh, I got to include that in the Discord." I thought you realized what I was doing. I didn't at all. I don't know how I did. And I'm looking at the guitarist like I know that face. I'm like I know that face so well. Fucking A. Look at that. I'm disappointed that you didn't recognize that sooner. That's so funny. I'm actually disappointed too. You know who else would be disappointed? Danny Sexbang. And I don't want to disappoint Danny Sexbang. Don't you ever disappoint Danny Sexbang. <laughs> all right. We are. Right. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is devolving. Uh, welcome, everyone. <laughs> About <laughs> 10 minutes into recording. How you doing? To the 11th episode of the Neon Valley podcast. Uh this is this is the the official Wizards of Waverly Waverly Place uh, rewatch podcast. Uh, today we're talking about episode seven, I believe, season three, right, Mitchell? Yep, Return of the Swamp King. Yes, Return of the Swamp King. Uh, so I, in this episode, Justin is upset because the Swamp King. Okay, no, no. <laughs> I was like, I'll go with it. I just don't know how far we're taking this. I'm sorry. I may have had some this of this gin. This is the chill episode. Before we start. Yeah, dude. How chill is Wizards of Waverly Place, though, if you think about it? Um, all right. No. In, uh, we, I, think, I think I'm stalling because we didn't really bring a lot of topics to this episode. I think that might be why this is the chill episode today. Uh, I did. I, You know, we're not really a movie podcast, but we do talk about a movie every single episode of the podcast. So We do. Uh, I guess I'd be remiss not to bring up some movie news. The new uh, Five Nights at Freddy's trailer came out. Have you seen that? I haven't seen the trailer. I saw the poster posted yep. on Twitter. It I'm looks very excited. Yeah, you know what? I I'm not disappointed yet. And if you know me, that's a positive. <laughs> Well, I was excited by it. And if you know me, I'm easily excited. So it doesn't have as much merit as it would for you. So that is where we're at. So basically, so far, people have learned nothing good. Absolutely okay. not. They're like, that's a movie coming out. They both have opinions on it. But apparently, uh, according to their opinions, it cancels each other's out. I did kind of want to... Um, I didn't know if it would incite enough of this kind of conversation, but I did want to talk about our little stint into that world. Like, I mean, shit, what was that now? Seven years ago? Six, six years ago? Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you blacked this out from your memory? I'm trying to recall. Oh, okay. So when we, when we lived together with Chance and Audrey, um, it was during like heavy game theory era and we were deep in the rabbit hole of oh trying to gosh, figure out the lore right of this movie. oh that is right like we me spent and, so much time and it was so strange because I, I i never even played all of the games i only played the first one a little bit 
But then I think I watched you play it. I don't even know if I played it. Yeah, but like we weren't we weren't like fans of the game necessarily, but something about those game theory videos incited. The lore. Yeah, it incited such a big fucking like I don't know. It, uh, it's crazy. It because, was a well woven story. Yes, but I guess what's interesting is, do you think the game would have been <laughs> as big if it wasn't for? people like game theory or like markiplier playing the game i think that played a a huge role in how big it got how quick how quickly it got big uh i think it could have still done well yeah but it it would have needed some catalyst to put it in front of everybody and I, i think that happens a lot you have so many indie games that people will play and be like damn this is amazing why don't more people know about this but I mean, I would love to see how many indie games get uploaded every day to Steam, and it oh, sometimes thousands. takes somebody like Game Grumps, somebody like Markiplier, to play an indie game, try it out, and and just in that window of time, um, possibly captivate an audience. Because the first time I saw Markiplier play Five Nights at Freddy's, I lost it. I was <laughs> I, but but also. Even he would start to point out there's things that are changing. Why are they changing? And it became, yeah, for what seems like a simple game, there seems to be so much layers hidden behind it. Yeah, which it's funny. You mentioned how you you know there's a lot of indie games that don't have eyes on it that when people play, they're like, oh, fuck, this is really fun. Like, why aren't people playing this? And this, I I know this is going to sound like such a diss towards Five Nights at Freddy's, I get it. But, like, I think Five Nights at Freddy's is almost the opposite, right? Where it has all these eyes on it, but then if you have someone who's never played it and then you make them play it, they're like, oh, this is it? (laughs) Like, this is the game? Because the first game is a very simple, like, just management game, like, camera management game. You know what I mean? Like, there's not there's not much to it. You don't, like, get up and explore the world. There's no fighting mechanic. There's no, like, there is no mechanic, really. Like, it is just a power source-saving game, you know? So, I've heard a lot of people who, like, hear about the game, hear about the hype, and then play it, and they're almost kind of taken aback by how simple it is. But, again, it's that you peel away those layers, and it's the lore, the story that the game kind of builds behind it is so much more interesting than the game itself almost. And then as the games went on, they started to build upon themselves, become more interesting. Now they're just literally the open world Five Nights at Freddy's game, like Security Breach, which is fun to play It when it works. Uh, it was real buggy when it came <laughs> out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just think it's, it's interesting how there are games like that that are completely driven off of that kind of internet lore and hype. You know, and not even in a bad way. It's just, <clears throat> I mean, because if, if you think about, uh, I think of like PewDiePie and Tobuscus, like early YouTubers, right? Mm-hmm. They were playing games like Amnesia. Do you remember Amnesia? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was like my introduction to kind of comedy YouTubers, aside from you introducing me to Game Grumps, was watching, and it actually might have been because of something you had showed me at some point. But I would watch the YouTube, uh, or I would watch the PewDiePie jump scare compilations. Oh yeah, and and it became 
this guy plays scary games and then his reactions to it are, are funny is is the meat and potatoes to break it down as simple as i could at the time yeah but but again it, it became oh shit there's lore yeah and we were only what like 13 14 maybe when those first were coming out like the the pewdiepie videos markiplier maybe 15 at the oldest I was gonna say, yeah, I think it had to have been in that that like just under mid teens, like fourteen, fifteen years old. Yeah, so it's still pretty right. impressionable. Like we thought we were older kids because you had younger sisters and like relative, like so we're like, yeah, we're the older kid. But and we were joking about like dicks and penises and stuff, so we thought it was like, fuck. I never. Uh huh. So. uh... <laughs> I would never joke about a penis, okay? That's not a joking matter. <laughs> uh, no, the, but no, the point I was going to make was that, like, Amnesia, I would argue, had just as many eyes on it as, like, because you had Jacksepticeye playing it, Markiplier playing it, PewDiePie playing it, Tobuscus playing it, but it never rose to the absolute fucking iconic like godlike level that five nights as freddy's has landed like there is something more there to it for sure you know whether or not even if it's not just the lore and all that stuff but like marketability like the characters are very interesting and cool to look at we associate them to like Chuck E. cheese so there's already a creepy factor to it that we can associate with like nostalgia and like there is a lot to it that makes it a really interesting series that boils down to such a like simple game it's so it's really interesting <laughs> yeah but it works and and that at the end of the day is why it continues to do so well yeah because i i didn't uh it's interesting i didn't i was thinking about another conversation to have and i didn't realize that they would kind of be connected um is because i what i was wanted to talk about the five nights of freddy's trailer you know and not saying for you to watch it and stuff but just that it came out um, and I also wanted to separately talk about how, and I can't even remember now what made me think of it, but how certain things become more popular because of YouTubers or like they, so, and, and even sometimes there are things that they try to like diss or, or like say are bad, but then by doing that, they've almost like put these things into a category of like fame for being so bad. Do you know well, what I mean? PewDiePie versus Cocomelon. I, I mean, I feel like... <laughs> not that Cocomelon obviously didn't have its own success. <laughs> but I feel like that versus created more buzz for both parties. True. True. Yeah. Or even like something... I, I don't know. This isn't a great... Okay, no. I have a good example. Have you ever heard of the, the video game ride to hell i think it's called retribution I, I have not hold on let me let me look this up real quick just to make sure i'm right hold on okay yeah it's called it's called ride to hell retribution um and it's touted as one of the worst games ever it has like a 10 percent on metacritic it has a 1.4 on IMDb. IMDb has video games? I didn't realize that. I guess that makes sense. So, actors. so we're going to play this together and then post the video online. Oh, that's a great idea. Um, but exactly. But you know what, Mitchell? You just proved my point even more. Is that if this game came out 
pre-internet and kind of like this era, yes, it would have been just as bad as it, as it is, but nobody would have gave a shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, because we all kind of just, like, everyone who played it would have just went, this is bad, and then stopped playing it. But internet culture has this, like, kind of thing where it's like, hey, let's take things that are bad and, like, almost, like, glorify how bad they are and nitpick about what we think is bad about it. And because, like, everyone was making YouTube videos about this game after it came out. And it's the only reason I heard of it. Like, I think... I think Game Grumps played it and then, uh, you know, Markiplier and PewDiePie played it and all those guys. And then people made reviews of it and talked about like, is this the worst game on Steam? But it was like this self-fulfilling thing where they were only talking about it because other YouTubers were talking about it. Do you kind of get what I'm getting at? (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I... It's one thing that I find very interesting about human psychology is as a collective to decide between two things that are terrible like okay for example i'll use this example um and if you're not familiar with these you should watch our previous podcast uh the room (laughs) i was gonna say the room too i i i love the room yeah i don't like southland tales (laughs) but i and and for reasons i partially don't necessarily know why like one of them just just set felt more i don't want to say sincere no that's fair i I think sincere is fair it's like like tommy wiseau just genuinely doesn't know what he's doing and i and i like that sounds rude but I, i when he was making that movie he didn't know what he was doing richard kelly knows what he's doing to make a movie (laughs) exactly that's why it's like again if you saw somebody but this this to me doesn't even make sense. I was going to say if you saw a basketball player who is terrible, but somehow made his way to. But I was like, but that that wouldn't work out. So I I'm just going to scrap that entirely. Yeah. It's just such. A, but again, that's my point. Is it because it's not something where okay, this person's score designates them as a high performing athlete. People like this person. Yeah, there Nicolas is Nicolas Cage. Nicolas yeah. Cage can be in a terrible movie, and people are like, oh, it's Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. And again, nothing against Nicolas Cage, but no, it's no. one of those, he could almost literally do no wrong because he just has that following about him. But that comes down to people and and what they like. And exactly. to have some, that, something on that scale, again, it just becomes an interesting kind of psychology piece to me. Yeah, it's like being aware. Like being aware of when, like for lack of a better term, you're just kind of following the things that the person you like likes. You know, like if you're on YouTube and you really appreciate a certain reviewer or like, you know, and I'm even just talking specifically about YouTube. This can work in every facet of your life. But if you're on YouTube and there's a specific like Let's Player or YouTuber or something that you like, if they like a game... Sometimes you almost feel the need to just like it, you know, because it's like, oh, well, there must be something about it I don't get, you know, and like, it's almost subconscious where you're just like, well, they really like it. And I really like that person. So why, 
why don't I like it? I, there must be something I'm missing, you know? And you almost try to like trick yourself into liking it <laughs> or something. And, and no, nah, fuck them. No, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. And like, but that's like, yeah. And that's the thing is like, I think what's healthy is taking a step back and being like, no, it's okay to not like something and be like, Oh, okay. You like it. That's okay. That that's, you know, um, and yeah, but there is like that kind of mentality, that pack mentality of like, oh, well, if this is our person that we really appreciate and like, if they think this thing, we must all think this thing. Uh, yeah, that's dangerous stuff. That's that's how that's how the Third Reich. Never mind. He's still there, Mitchell. He's still there. <laughs> Am I gonna have to beat that out again? What am I saying? <laughs> You're gonna, you're gonna have to just be about your entire opinion on everything. <laughs> I would start there. Uh, but yeah, man, Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> I okay. Bear with me. All right. Bear just, with you, Freddie Fazbear yeah. with you. No, I meant like oh. bare naked men with me. It's uh, been. Oh my gosh! I just realized that could have a double meaning because I want you to bear naked men with me. As well as, all right, I'm going to stop because that's just a whole other tangent. We just went down a rabbit hole of four different like puns and off shit. Like that was, that was unreal. (laughs) What I was going to actually try to say was, do you think we could ask chat GPT to create a personality test for us? Create a personality test? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah, wait, okay. But, okay, this is too broad of a question. Do you mean, like, specifically tailored to us? Or do you mean, like, what what kind of personality test? I would say generate a personality test in the style of Myers-Briggs because Myers-Briggs should have been on the internet by, I think it was September 2021, that um, it's up-to-date on information. So if it has access in it and it has access to maybe multiple different personality tests, I'm just curious if it could create its own. Um, yeah, don't know why that that just popped in my head as a, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I think. I mean, maybe if you were to enter certain prompts that were like using, you know, like I don't know how you would word it. Something along the lines of like using the. Uh, guidelines of the Myers-Briggs personality test, but also sprinkling in and then listing other types of tests. You could even say, uh, based on, use the Myers-Briggs test and use Marvel characters (laughs) and generate a Marvel personality test. Okay, yeah, there you go. That's pretty good. Like, try to use use the traits of the Marvel's characters that so closely relate to the Myers-Briggs and then create... um, I mean, at that point, we're just devolving into like Facebook personality tests, and I don't want to become that podcast. But, <laughs> but we're the AI. Are you Facebook Captain America? Test. Uh, I'm. I genuinely had. Kind, I got a little scared today about AI. I had like a weird existential moment. Oh yeah. Um, because I, I was watching a video. Uh, somewhat recently, a couple, couple weeks ago, the idea was is that there's a constant, sharp progression in society throughout history. 
you know, we had the industrial era, we had like weaponry, there was steelworking, there was woodworking, the, uh, you know, there was technology there, you know, like things like that, that have like an exponential boom at the beginning and then kind yep. of curve off and slow down, you know? Um, mm. And the, what he was saying is that essentially the technology field of it has reached its plateau. Like we, it's, it's getting harder and harder for companies to get more memory on a small chip because there's only so much you can fit on a, you know, a centimeter by centimeter square of technology. Right. You know, I don't know all the ins and outs, but essentially you, we, yeah, we, they can only get so small. And we're kind of reaching a plateau of technology when it comes to memory and the things we can do. And hit the point he was making is that AI is this kind of next step in society. And we're only at that first tiny bend of the exponential boom that will be AI. Because like, if you think about like internet and things that we grew up with, like it's normal to us because yeah, like shit, you know, we were literally 10 years old when we got a computer in the house and we started getting internet and high speed internet and video game consoles and streaming services and all this and it became normal. But yep. people who were 30 or 40 that then were getting internet were like, this is crazy. How do we keep up? Dude, that's AI for us. We're fucked, dude. We're like, we're screwed. <laughs> we're so screwed. Like, we're we're going to be so confused by the shit that AI is able to do in five to ten years that we're going to have to keep up, man. We're going to have to keep up. Can't, can't do magic tricks. Because you know what I think is happening? You know how there's a writer's strike going on right now? Yes. I think they're going to just have AI write movies while the writers are on strike and then see how it goes. Right? Like, why not? That that would be an interesting... Interested to see how that plays out for him. Yeah, because let's be honest. If an AI wrote a Marvel movie, would we even notice? Right? Like, if AI wrote Ant-Man and the Wasp 3, would we notice? <laughs> I, I wonder if it would actually... Okay, so I, I didn't want to say be easier in terms of like, oh, it's it's better at writing than a human. No, 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 no. But you could actually give it access to the library of mm -hmm. our, all Marvel comics uh -huh. and say, create a story that is like, that works with that and doesn't interrupt the, what is it? Continuity? Yep. Yep. The uh, canon of any of the yep. other stories. So that way. <sighs> Do you just fuck that? Oh, you just fucked my brain up. I never even thought about that facet of it. They have to already be doing that. Right. Because it, here's what here's what makes the most sense, and, and this is honestly what my thoughts are. At the end of the day, just like the internet, it's not going anywhere. Fuck encyclopedias. So the best bet is to learn how to utilize it, so you can be at least towards the forefront of jobs. Because it's not that jobs are going to replace people entirely, replace people, but it's going to require people to utilize it in their jobs i think more yeah um, so so the better you can be at it it's an it's another skill set opportunity and we're mm. at such an early stage there's a lot of options to learn from it here's the scary thing is you can ask chat gpt to teach you how to use chat gpt yeah no there it's it's pretty intense man and that's I think there's always a human element, you know what I mean? Because no matter what. And I've never, I've never really been scared. Even when I said like, I'm, I'm, I had that fear to the existential oh, crisis. Yeah. 
it wasn't the fear of like AI overlords taking it. It was just the fear of falling behind, you know, not knowing what the next step of like, like is music completely going to change because AI, like will AI take out all of the guesswork when it comes to music? Like the same way. And I know this is a bit of a stretch, but I mean, hear me out the same way, like presets on pianos and guitar amps and things like that took out certain elements of artistry with guitar and piano and all that shit. Will, will that just be put aside for AI? Will there now be a new level of like, oh, well, oh, dude, we don't even worry about that part of music anymore. AI does that. We just focus on this part. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know. I think it, it's almost twofold, right? The, the first short answer would be, yes, they will get to a point um, where you can replace a lot of the more automated portions of it with AI. But the other thing about it is it's still going to take someone like you to use a peacock as a horn in a song. <laughs> yeah, No, there will always be a creative element to it. And that's what I mean, though, is like, for me, that was that step of like fucking around with modern technology, you know, at that time. So what will that next step be it, it, it's just interesting you know to think about like what will they be doing with ai because you also we talked about it like as a tool like i think it's good as a tool because i think it, it's almost the same way like would you harp on someone for using a thesaurus when they're writing a song you know like what Bro, i have three different thesauruses yeah and like they're all I wrong <laughs> i don't think anybody would look at someone who's writing a song and be like, I wonder if there's a better word for this and crack open a thesaurus and then be like, oh, hey, there, there is a better word that works and it still kind of rhymes or I can move these words around. Like, yeah, that's still artistry. So if you were to be like, hmm, I can't really think of a good line for this. Like, uh, you know, hey, chat GPT, what, you know, what, what's a, what gives the vibe of this, this, and this? And not saying it's writing your exact line, but for it to be like, oh, you know, like give you a, a feeling or a tone that sets it or a word to use or is it like, I think that's a good tool. That's a good tool. I will say this. Uh, here's a prime example of how you can use it without feeling like using it to write a song. You can ask it to give you a list of words that have double meanings. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. What's a good, uh, yeah, you could even ask, like, give me a base metaphor for something, and then you can work off of that metaphor. It's not like you have to use exactly what it's giving you. It, it's, again, to your point, it's a tool. It's all about how you use it, um, and you can use it in a way that makes your work easier. You can try to use it as a shortcut to do work. Mm -hmm. Might work, might not, but being able to use it as a tool and you're the one utilizing it and not relying on it is always going to put you in a better position. Yeah. Thank you for coming to our TED Talk. Yeah, right. But uh, okay, I would love to go ahead and introduce the movie that I introduced to you. Ladies <sighs> and gentlemen, we have for you today our review on Terror Eyes. So it's like Terror Eyes, it's like a pun, but it's two words, the word terror and oh. the word eyes. Dude, I just got that. I bet I bet you didn't even realize. Holy shit. That, that's nuts. There's like three mean Dude, that's like Tupac level shit right there. I, I was even thinking like maybe three Pac. I, it, it was it was pretty advanced. I'm uh, not going to lie. So uh, this was uh, okay. written. Wait, real quick. And, before you start, yeah. I just want to grab another drink real quick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One sec. Anyways. All right. 
Uh, you got your drinky drink? Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take one more shot to talk about this movie. So I, um, I'm so glad. God damn it. You know, Mitchell, I thought it couldn't get worse than House on Dice Road 2, Town of the Dead. And yet here we are. All right. All right. Now you're just now you're just being personal. Now, <laughs> now you're just taking it personal. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Introduce the movie. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Terror Eyes, written and directed by Delaney Bishop, uh, who I believe was actually also in the movie. Actually, I think uh, it was I, written and directed by Brian Rusty, if I'm if I'm correct. Okay, that introduction entirely threw me off. Yeah. I was I actually was like, why would this person be be in all that? Um, yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, the movie is about a group of friends. Um, there's some interpersonal things going on there and okay they are on a, a journey to go to i think it's coachella it's a music festival and throughout this journey they are being terrorized um i i'm, I'm interested okay what were your thoughts going into this movie and then within the first few minutes just so you know it won awards it won four it had four wins and one nomination there's no fucking way that that's true. Um, uh, Santa Fe Film Festival Best Story 2021 nominee, um, Shriekfest 2021 winner for Best Editing, Hot Springs International Best Horror Film Editing. Festival 2020 winner First Time Film Feature Thriller, okay, Hollywood okay. Horror Fest Festival Award of Excellence 2020 winner, 2020 winner Best First Time Filmmaker. Okay, so yes, okay, there you go. Boom. That is a, I'll give them that. Like they're going, okay. I'm, I'm kind of spoiling my review here. So let me just say going into it, I didn't know what to expect. I thought maybe it was going to be a little more all online because from the trailer that you had sent me and for the, it, it looked like one of those movies where everything is just taking place Shot through from a webcam. Skype. Yeah, exactly. So when it wasn't that, I was relieved. Um, but when I saw what it was, I was less relieved. Um, <laughs> okay. It, uh, I, I, uh, okay, so I have some notes. <laughs> I'd love to hear them. Uh, so I'll give it this. If you remember my review from your last suggestion, The House of Dice Road 2, uh-huh. This one didn't just start. There was actually like an introduction, like there was a production team and there was some somber music playing. And I was like, okay, so this is a real movie. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's not another ghost adventure. We're off to a good start. But then everybody's name was Rusty. Um, and there was this, this, there was this like there was the terrorized website thing that was showing clips of people dying, and there was like, you know, it, it was this kind of idea that there's this app or website that like dark web kind of uh, yeah experience where, exactly where people can post videos of people dying, watch videos, yeah, morbid kind of stuff, um, and. I was really confused. At first, I thought all of the names in the credits were like, I thought actual, this, 
Yes, I thought they were real names, but same. I, well, no, okay, I didn't think they were real names, but I thought they were real people. I thought that they were just like they're like MySpace names. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh my gosh! Okay, gotcha. I see. Because at some point, one of their names was Sammy Silas Sibbin, and I was like, "That's not a real fucking name. That's <laughs> that's that's a MySpace name. That's a Facebook name. Like w- what?" And by the way, for anybody who's under the age of 27 and doesn't know what I mean by MySpace name, small integer. Back in the day when you were on MySpace, we all had stupid-ass names that would be like Tyler Tyrant or like, you know, Mitchell Moneybags. I I don't think you had one, but you know what I mean. Like it, I, I think mine always had, it was like my name, but then my lacrosse number. There you it, go. It was it was some always a sport affiliation. Yeah, we, there was MySpace. So either way, that's the that's the reference I'm making. Okay, moving on. XD All of them had R. weird names. Five of them were named Rusty, like had the last name Rusty. So that confused. And I was that's like, where is, I was like, is it like two or three brothers that made this move? So when I was first watching it, that was my thought that these were the the intro rolling credits, mm-hmm. and this was only like two or three people. Which okay, I have said before. I've said on record, I don't like when movies show you the ending to start. Um, kind of, kind of yeah. spoiling it, but they did a really good job of that without me realizing. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That was good in a sense. <laughs> okay. Man, this movie's so conflicting for me. Cause like, <laughs> you're like, I'm trying. Cause I'm, I'm starting. Really it sounds like you really enjoyed this movie and I don't blame you for that. Because I I, actually... I enjoyed it for what I thought it was, yes. and and okay. the fact it, it it threw enough twists that I was like I wasn't expecting that. What? And for what you provided? What really? Okay, we're gonna have to talk about this, man. Because th- that's because that's the that was the thing about the movie that drove me the most insane was, but I don't want to get into that yet. Okay, 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 okay. So here's the thing. For example, what you might be referencing here with like the twist that kept you on your toe, like okay. Um, one of my notes, literally at the beginning, is, oh, cool, having an aneurysm in your room as an intro. That's super dope. <laughs> because the camera was just, like, in a bedroom with, like, shaky cam. And that was, like, the intro yep. with, like, hardcore mm-hmm. music playing and all that. And I guess spoilers without spoilers, because I, I guess I'm not really saying anything too deep yet. When you get to the end of the movie, that is what it is. It's just a kid with his camera... <laughs> shaking it around a bedroom (laughs) so like yeah like i was right like and it almost doesn't become a critique at that point because like i was trying to say like oh yeah real cool like yeah oh it's just a kid making a homemade thing but he was like that was kind of yes that is what it was You, you just guessed it um okay so let me let me before i get too deep into this i guess we should try to i should try to set up the kind of plot of this movie i know you said the you know you gave like the overlining kind of the plot but i'll yeah. yeah i'll start to go through the story so it starts off with a birthday party for uh danny correct i believe that's his name mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. Uh, my third note in here is god damn it mitchell uh <laughs> so anyway i realized very quickly that there was only one camera they were only filming from one <laughs> camera and i get again that in the context of the movie that eventually does make sense Right. So like, at least there's a reason for it. And it's yes. not just why did you choose to film it this way? 
Yeah, because at first it was kind of like, oh shit, could they just not afford two cameras? Because there were cuts as if they were about to cut to a different angle, but it didn't cut to a different angle. It was just like two seconds later in the same scene. So it was <laughs> it was like, oh, you only have one camera. And, you're just, and I was like, okay, that's fine, whatever. I'm not going to... And then there's some of the worst dialogue I've ever heard ever. Oh, I will say the acting. There's there's only I think one or maybe two people that once we get to I'll say that the acting was like at least decent. Yeah, serviceable. The acting yeah. was the acting was not a highlight of this movie. I will say that. <laughs> no, especially not from our main characters here, uh, Danny and L- Lisa. Lisa, Danny yeah. and Lisa. Uh, terrible. So bad. Like, awful. What What's the line? Oh, I have it written here. Yeah. Uh, you know, most of my friends have birthdays this year. <laughs> and so, okay. And it's so funny because the movie's going to make me backpedal on this again. Because I fucking hate that line. Because I guess it's supposed to be funny. It was supposed to be a joke. But then there's such, like, terrible banter that they didn't set it up correctly. Because it is a joke. Because it's like, but what was the context? Like, his parents give him a camera, and they're like, oh, happy birthday. He's like, oh, this is awesome. You know, most of my friends have birthdays this year. It's like, what are you trying to say? Should they have bought them the camera? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know? <laughs> the, the only other thing that I just thought about, but I almost feel like I'm getting giving it too much credit, is that, oh, most of my friends have birthdays because other ones are not going to be alive to have their birthday this yeah, year. Yeah, I don't think it was trying to do that, though. I thought that, too, but I don't think it was trying think, to do that. I think that. that's us overanalyzing. Yeah, I think he was just trying... I think he's just supposed to be witty and clever. You know, like, oh, haha. Like, yeah, oh, of course they do, silly boy. Like, oh, you're so fucking silly. It, like, but it's not funny at all. And, the oh, the mother is awful. She's terrible. I, I hated. I hated her. She's so bad. I'm sorry. She's looks she seems like a great woman. She's so sweet. All the all the people in this movie seem like great people. They seem like they had a genuinely good time making the movie. I don't know. It, you know what I mean? Like I have that vibe that like this was fun to make. They gave it their all. They tried their best. <laughs> you know. You're like that's the end of the review. I'm done. I can't. Have a good one. No. <laughs> so so they but okay, and then here's the thing is that there's I think that this movie has very interesting ideas and actually has a foundation for a good movie, but the execution is done so poorly that I, I it's hard to give it credit. It makes me not want to give it credit. Do you know what I mean? It's like you have a really good pitch, but your pitch is, so this is my idea for a movie. It's like... Yeah, yeah. You, I like, can see... This How is somebody oh, Mitchell. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. That's a be- this is a mumble of a movie. It is a great idea being mumbled through someone's fucking mouth. Like it's like like speak up. What? <laughs> like, could you imagine if like Eli Roth? Sure. Like had access to sure. To the yes. Story. Make this campy as fuck. Make it darker. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Sure. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. Or, like, or whoever did Saw, like, if you want it to be, like, leading to the more serious kind of side of it and more, like, spook, not spooky, um, more gore. Did Eli like, Roth there's... not do the first couple Saws? Oh, wait, did he? I thought he did. Hold on. Saw director. I think I was thinking, did he do Hostel? Oh, James Wan. James Wan is the Saw director. That's right, that's right. That's yes, right. Okay. him. 
Yeah, you're correct. Um, the story is almost there. There's a foundation of something that is is genuinely interesting, right? But, mm-hmm. okay, I want to talk a little bit about language in film, right? Storytelling through the film itself, right? Not just through the story, but the actual, like, camera angles, the things that, you know what I mean? So, like, for example... The cinematography. Exactly. So, for example, like, Paranormal Activity. Everything in Paranormal Activity is through some form of webcam or handheld camera, and it never breaks that ever, right? Yeah, yeah. There's one medium of uh, visual representation, and it follows that. Yes. This movie attempts to do that, but can't commit to it. So it constantly kept pulling me out of it because I kept going like, okay, well, where the fuck is this camera angle coming from? You know what I mean? Right. Is this supposed to be the movie or is this supposed to be the in? I, yeah, I see where you were. You, you, it wasn't seamless enough. You just said it right there. There, I, from, and and I've, I looked into this from, from, because I hate that I go on like Google rabbit holes after I watch one of these movies, no matter how good or bad or whatever it is. I always end up looking into this shit, right? And I found a YouTube video of someone reviewing it, and then the actual, one of the producers commented on the video um, and said how the entire movie is from either Brian's camera, a webcam, or some kind of other camera. So there is no technical movie camera in this movie, even though... me and you know for a damn fucking fact that there is. There is, though. Like, in so many shots, it's like, this is clearly a real camera. Like, who else would be holding it? Do you know what I mean? It almost makes you want to go back to rewatch to see if... if I, I could spot that. And 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 if if it is true, they really fucked with, like realism of timelines and things like that because there are moments where they show brian for example which is uh i guess we should set up he is the brother of danny who has was in an accident and is now horribly deformed and spends his life on and okay here's my other point there are no twists in this movie it tells you everything from the beginning like am i crazy because from the very beginning it's set up that brian owns this website it's called terror eyes Brian was in an accident when he was younger and no one looks at him and Brian is fucked up and, and Brian is recording everything. And then as the movie goes on, it keeps trying to like throw these twists at you where it's like, wait, Brian's been here the whole time. And it's like, yes, yes, of course he has. They literally fucking told us that from the beginning. Like, like... I think where they were trying to go with it was that, I think they were trying to confuse people with Shane and Brian. But I, I didn't get that at all. You know what I mean? Like, I, from the very beginning, I knew that Shane was just kind of the asshole brother who was trying to fuck Lisa, and Brian was the quiet, awkward one who was just behind the camera the whole time. Which, again, they never... They tried to make that, like, a twist where the whole movie, they're not... They're not, like, 
looking at the camera or talking directly to it or doing anything like that. But then you find out later that it is Brian recording the whole thing. And then they kind of show you scenes with them interacting with him, you know, as if it is. Yeah. And again, that would be a good twist if you didn't know that Brian was there the whole time. It's like there's another version of this movie where if you didn't know that Brian was there the whole time, this would be really fucking crazy. Because like it, it would also help you like wonder, like the tension would be higher on wondering why do these creeps know where they're at all the time? Because, you know. Like, I'll get to the part where, at a certain point in the movie, Brian basically sends out these two goons to kill Lisa. Goons. Um, <coughs> which, he was a good actor, I think, and one of them. Okay, that's what I was going to say. It was the guy with hair. The, yes. the sleazy... Yes. Like, he was the, the most believable character playing, like, a... He was the most believable character. Yeah. And you know what's funny is I had to stop the movie and look him up because I knew his face. I was like, I know this guy. Not personally, but I was like, I know him. And you know what? He was on Big Time Rush. (laughs) The Nickelodeon television show, Big Time Rush. He was the guitar guy. The guitar guy. I'm I'm looking this up now. Joey. He would sit by the pool at the hotel and he would have sunglasses on and he would just play guitar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I knew, I knew, I don't know how I knew it, but immediately I was like, I know him from something and it's from something from my, like my childhood. Uh, But yeah, he was the most believable actor in this movie. No, he was great. Um, But yes, he was one of the goons that was sent out by Brian. And this is what I mean, is where the movie does not try to hide any of this information. It's all kind of... I think that there's an edit of this movie that would make it way more interesting. Cut out all of the stuff that tells you that Brian is with them and that Brian is orchestrating all of this and then slowly feed all of that, drip feed that into the end and you would have an incredible twist. Because it, I didn't feel like I was learning anything new every time they would like reveal something, you know? Yeah, there wasn't any twist that to your point revealed oh you didn't realize it was this it was more of just did you forget about this thing that we yeah exactly about did you forget that brian has was actually in the back seat because he wasn't yeah remember because we said it at the beginning and then you probably forgot about that yeah (laughs) like yeah it's it just kind of i don't know it it that was part of it that was like driving me crazy as i was watching it because i was like man like if there is a version of this that works so well and they the editing is not great but it's not terrible like it actually i was surprised at like certain scenes were like shot pretty well for especially for the level of camera i'm assuming they had and like you like the effects were pretty good the kills kind of sucked I, I hated the kills. They, you don't see anything at all. Yeah, they definitely... But I think that came from... They didn't have the budget to make it look realistic enough. So they were like, we'd rather not show it than than have it look even cheesier. Yeah, my guess. I get... I just... but Because here's my argument, is that it doesn't take that much work to fill up 
a balloon with fake blood and cover it in some like paper mache and then smash that because if you're already making this kind of low budget of a film just just fuck it like do that and then make it look like you're smashing a head in you know what i mean like it, it there's i because it feels like that they were willing to take certain steps to make this feel like a bigger budget film you know like they wanted to make it feel bigger but then when it came to those type of things they were like wow well, well Ah, we won't bother with that. We'll just, we'll swing at them. And then in CGI, we'll add a blood splatter. And I, I, I just hate that kind of, especially when the whole movie is based around kills. The whole idea of the website is gruesome kills. You know? I, again, yeah, it, it's somehow, it, it lacked in, in the actual, <laughs> excuse my pun, execution. Yeah, hey Uh Okay, you know, let me, let me go through some of my notes here because I realized I was, I kind of went on a tangent and I was skipping around. But, uh, so, okay, so I'm asking questions here. Uh, so I said, wait, they bought Danny a camera, but don't want him to film Brian, but Brian is there and Brian is filming the whole thing. And then I said, so wait, is Brian <laughs> filming the whole movie? But he can't be because he's also up in his room, but he's also downstairs. Wait, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> These are all notes, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> like... Because, yeah, there were scenes where it was showing Dan... or I'm sorry, Brian up in his room, like, on the computer doing the terrorized thing. But they were cutting back down to Danny talking with the dad outside from another camera angle that had to have been Brian. But then how was he up no, in his room? Wasn't that the, that new camera that Danny just got? No, well, it was cutting between both of them. It was because the, it would have Danny had the new camera sitting on the table. That would be like a close up of the dad. And then there was another camera from the bushes. But then it would cut back up to Brian up in the room. So like those may have been two different times, but the movie doesn't convey mm. that well enough for you to like understand i i don't know you, you're having to to reach to make that assumption you can't look back at the movie and say this is the point that that yeah. reinforces my my belief yeah and then you have the scene where uh lisa and shane video call from the same house um, Wait, was shane at the house i thought shane yeah. lived like on his own somewhere else no, he, he lives in that house from what I understand. I, I mean, unless I missed a scene where he left and went home. I don't think I did, though. But, like, I thought the implication is that they're just a family that all lives in that house. But I don't know. Maybe. Oh. I don't know. I Because, what? no, yeah, because literally they were talking in the hallway. Remember? Like, and she was like, listen, I'm going to bed. And he was like, no, come on. I want to talk. You're going to be with him. the whole." And she was like, I'm going oh, to bed. Oh, my God. That's right. Yeah. That, yeah, that's right. So they talked in person in the hallway and then they went to the room and then talked on their cam video chat. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. It's so dumb. <laughs> we asked ChatGPT to make a, an edited version of this <laughs> script. Uh, and then you had the overly sexual friend, Rebecca. Uh... Which you find out. And somebody pointed this out. And and I just notice it more um, because they they had a a a history relationship wise. Um, but did they? And, and oddly enough, the yeah yeah I think he mentions like no oh. that was that was a while ago. Yeah okay yeah yeah yeah. Uh, and so Doctor Mike mentioned this in, on his YouTube channel when he sometimes reviews 
medical shows where he goes, I don't know why they always have to make them in relationship. There always has to be a, a sex. And I get it. Sex sells. And I think that happens in movies way too much where it's you have to use sexual tension as a motivating factor or or driving behavior. But it's like it's not just even for one character. It's it's all characters and and then they're all intertwined mm. and it and it's it's a messy situation. But yeah. it, it just feels so overdone to me. Well that's the thing is that I don't I it, it, that's when it gets messy is that we're in a different time now, you know, where when I see a character like that, my first assumption actually isn't that they have some kind of history or sexual pain. I just assume like, oh, she's just like a quote unquote, like modern girl who is just open with her sexuality. And like, cause they're going to Coachella. They're kind of like, you know, so it's like, are they just kind of this, these hippie oh, yeah. modern people who just More don't, fluid. yeah, they don't look at sex as like a, like a, a stingy thing. Like, so the movie almost kind of works against itself by trying to use sex as a way to show that she's still interested in him because by doing that, it almost went too far to where I thought like, oh, maybe this group just doesn't care about that kind of stuff. You know, like they just like, cause I literally have the line here. I have, I wrote uh, in, in parentheses shows tits and dildo and then immediately says, LOL. So are you going to still ask her to mal- marry you? <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. So, you want them to be together, but you just did that. Like, yeah, it was it was very confusing, um, character wise. Uh, understandably, but it, yeah, yeah, that's my thought on it. Yeah, I and the whole the whole Shane thing, you know, coming at it from your angle, I guess, I guess I can see how they were trying to set it up as like a red herring. You know, like is he the one that's actually doing all this or set? But. Yeah, to get back out of, like, revenge. Yeah, I just didn't... I never... I never felt that. You didn't bite. (laughs) Yeah, and I never... I I never got that. I'm... I don't know. I I don't think they did enough to make me feel... You you know, it's not that they didn't do enough to make me feel like Shane could be a contender. It's that they already very clearly told me that Brian is behind all of this. You, You know what I mean? Like, it... I don't and then know. The, the dad's like, you need to take him with you. Yeah, he need to take him. But then the like, even on the terrorized website, the 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 username is Brian XD or whatever, and like the, Rusty. Yeah, Brian Rust, and he's you know, to, they just I don't know. I don't know what they were trying to convey. Part of me feels like they had a version of this movie that they showed to people, and people thought it was too confusing. So they re-edited it to kind of show more of the website and stuff like that early on to get to make you understand what was happening. But by doing that, they kind of ruined all of the possible twists that could have happened, you know? Um, yeah. Because here's the thing, like you were saying, like the, the kind of, if you were to give this to like a, a more quote unquote competent director, like let's say a more... Seasoned. Yeah, like it's seasoned exactly. Because um, again, this is—I'll give them. This was their first uh, movie. Yeah, and and for like, it's it is far better than most first movies. You know what I mean? Like by many by many means. You know, it is competent in to a degree. You know, enough where we can say 
if you did these things, you would have had a much better outcome versus yeah <laughs> what did we just watch yeah exactly and not even to say that i know exactly what he should have done or who knows maybe all the ideas that i have or the suggestions they may have made it a worse movie who knows i don't know but it's just i can feel that there's something there missing like the idea of having a movie that's filmed almost normally like i like you think it's being filmed like a normal movie and then halfway to two-thirds of the way through the movie, it's revealed that, no, there's actually been a character with them the whole time who's recording and is a mute and is just quiet. Like, that would be very interesting and almost creepy where it's like, oh, shit, wait, there's been someone there with them the whole time. But we already yep, fucking so know respect, that. Yeah, yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like that that's one of the only thing not the only one of the but it's one of the things that would make this a really interesting movie that could throw that shit on its head. Where it's like, oh my god, like I had no idea that there was a third brother and character who's been here the whole time. Because even even at the beginning, I thought maybe the brother was dead. Because they, they weren't really being quite clear about what happened with this accident. And then I started to think, is this like a fight club scenario? Like, is Danny both of them? You know, like... I <laughs> That's right. I thought it, I thought that he died kind of the way they were talking about his brother. That's what had thrown me off. Yeah, which just made it confusing. It, it didn't really work as like a a red herring to make you think like, Oh wait, is he dead? It's just confusing because you know, he's not dead. Does that make sense? Make sense? Yeah. But they're almost talking about him like some tragedy happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. And, and there are some good lines that kind of throw you off. Right. Because I think like, uh, I think there's a scene where Rebecca and Lisa are talking about Danny and like the relationship. And Rebecca knows that, you know, she hooked up with Shane, like his brother and stuff like that. So there's like a, a moment where Rebecca says like, yeah, well, you know, with Shane, you don't have all the baggage of Brian. And I thought that again, like maybe it's like a fight club thing where it's like, oh, are they saying like that Danny is Brian? Like if you date Danny, do you have the baggage of Brian? Because he is Brian, you know, like it, I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, because like my weird thing was like, well, why wouldn't you have the baggage of a brother with another brother? You know what I mean? Which they do explain. They eventually explain. Um, yeah, I... Again, it, they had opportunities that they didn't capitalize on. They didn't entirely botch, but they didn't execute to its fullest potential. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of this movie in a nutshell is is not exercising its full potential which again may be a budgetary issue it may be a timing issue it may who knows you know what i mean skill issue it may be a skill issue no i but like it's <laughs> no it's there is the ending felt very dissatisfying because the way that they were building up to this kind of like coachella festival event thing i i was like oh this is going to be intense but then it just ends up being this kind of really lame face-off in the desert between, like, four people, and they just fall over and, like, kind of hit each other with a, a, a stick off-screen. It, it, it didn't, like, do anything for me. I wasn't like, oh, fuck, this is what this has all been leading to, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Because even, like, like, I will say the... Ho the 
the police station scene wasn't terrible. It felt like they were actually starting to get somewhere with that, you know? But then, like, but, but it doesn't make sense because, like, why would they let this kid wear a black ski mask and hoodie in a police station under custody? Why would they have, there was so many things with the police station where I was like, oh, that's, that's not at all, that's not at all how that would have gone. Exactly, it's um, a right, and, and again, like, I, this is like a first time writer syndrome thing where they, they kind of just clearly didn't want to bother looking into the logistics of a police station. They were just like, what works for this story? Okay, they get arrested, they're in this room, they have to do this thing, they steal the gun from the cop, they should... They don't care about, like, hey, let me go to a police station. Let me talk to an officer. Let me ask them, like, hey, if this situation happened, what would you do? What would what would be protocol? Like, what could... And then throw in your own little... Because, like, I'm not saying that he doesn't have to throw in his own little commentary of them having, like, a camera in the bathroom. and so, Like, yeah, you can throw oh, in yeah. your own shit, but at least have it be realistic to what would actually happen in a police station. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, it I it I it's crazy because I don't want to be as harsh as I'm being on this movie. I don't want to be that harsh on it because it's a first time director. I think he might have had one short or two shorts before this or something like that. But uh, and it's not it's not so incompetent that there isn't something to talk about and something there. It's just poorly put together. <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. Is there is there anything else you wanted to say about it? Um no, I, I think that wraps it up again. I I liked concepts. Uh I I I thought they they could have done well with it. <sighs> yeah, it was just you, you set up and I I hope to see more from this director after you know a few more movies i i think this director could do something cool with these kind of stories yeah but i i think you need a little bit more again of that experience of hey yeah. let me let me make this a little bit more of a realistic situation um yeah okay so what is what is your oh. rating of terror uh, oh Oh, real quick. Actually, I forgot. We didn't even talk about the one character, the Sammy Silas Sibin character, which, yeah, I, you know, oh. I'm not going to get too deep into it because, yeah, I want to wrap this up, too. But, like, I actually liked him. I think it's I think he was a cool character. Like, yes, he's obnoxious and annoying, but that's the point, you know? I'm pretty sure he's Blake Weber on uh, Instagram, and he might have even been a Viner. He looks really he's, familiar. Uh, yeah, he's an Instagram personality. He does, like, high voices over... Um, like he dubs like high voice over uh videos and oh, I, I yeah so i when i saw him i was like oh he's in this um but yeah he's he's the instagram he's got 1.7 million followers hmm yeah no he's i really clean. liked him because i think his character was cool where it's like i like how he was like a shitty prankster you know where he just kept doing like really i, I love that that pranks. concept where it was like it was it was like oh, I stole mail, and it's like this is a website for killing people. Like, <laughs> yeah, what? And, and and then I like how he leaned into the idea of like, well, okay, well, what if I'm just like a review channel, like a Keemstar, or like you know, like where he yeah, becomes and like then a, he's like, yeah. oh, fuck this guy, and then he's like, oh, he he noticed me. Oh no, we're cool. 
Oh, he doesn't like me. Well, fuck this guy. Because for his character, that kind of flakiness actually makes sense. Like, it, yeah. it worked for his character. And it's very realistic. You know what I mean? Because, like, I, you know, even in, in the small realm of the music I make and things like that, I've run into people who kind of almost feel, like, entitled to to work with you or something. Do you know what I mean? Like they, yeah. they, they reach out to you as if like, Hey man, like, you know, I do music too. And I'd be really like honored. Like, and, and they don't even word it that way. They're just like, I, I should work with you. Like we need to work together. We, we deserve to work together, bro. Like hit me up. And yeah, like that kind of energy is always off putting where it's like, okay, like, you know, I might hit you up sometime, but you know, chill out a little bit because like, it always feels like they want something out of it which he did he wanted fame he wanted so it was like a very realistic character even though he was the goofiest character <laughs> out of all Again, of them this this movie had weird things it was able to do well um yeah it, no. it was just interesting what it did and didn't do well I'll, I'll say that yeah it's it was a it was a whirlwind of emotions because it was like it went from being some of the worst filmmaking i've ever seen to being like hey this is actually pretty good and interesting storytelling and like i want to know where this goes uh so okay uh how about you know what you give your rating first i want to hear what you think i been i've been going through my brain and i'm going to give it a five and a half okay because okay. it to me it meets the threshold for it had everything that I think a movie needs to have and I I think it leans into the side of it it is more positive than negative for an equivalent level of movie but but there were so many missed opportunities to be great that that I, I can't give it higher that's fair that's fair it's it's crazy you threw in a half point because I was also gonna throw in a half point uh but I'm being a little more harsh because uh, I just have to be real with myself. Uh, Understandable. It's a two and two and a half out of ten for me. Mm. Um, it, I was gonna give it a three and a half, but then I remembered that I gave Southland Tales a three, which I still agree with, and I would sooner watch Southland Tales again than watch this. I'm just gonna be completely honest. So that's fair. And these are, these ratings are coming from the kind of movies that we actually enjoy and not necessarily from like, this is a cinematographer. Like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, this no, is no. not a cinema review by no, people which, who have studied it in, in, no, 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 done no. theses on it. No. And even then, what does that even mean? You know what I mean? Like, as I think it's so subjective, yeah. you know what I mean? It's so like film has always been that kind of thing where, I, I enjoy watching reviewers like I have a, you know, I have a affinity for watching YouTube reviews and people who do that type of thing, but I don't try to let them like affect my feelings of the movie. I just kind of enjoy their take on it. Like I like ha conversations about film and yeah or if they bring something to it i never thought about that makes you go like oh that's interesting like like maybe it doesn't change how i feel about the movie but now i have a way to look at it differently um and yeah i think that's like no matter what whether or not you're looking at it as an artor or you know a passive watcher someone always has something to say about a movie or art in general um but yeah 2.5 out of 10 shit sucks <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you have it, folks. Terror eyes. 
Yeah. Uh, all right. So what is the new movie we are going to be watching? All right, Mitchell. So we need a bit of a palate cleanser, right? We, we've been three weeks in a <laughs> row, okay? <laughs> of, of really just, of just going Of rough at it. goings, okay? I don't think I've had above a five in the last three weeks. <laughs> I think everything has been a four or below. I don't even remember what I gave House of House on Dice Road 2. I think I gave it like a two out of ten or so. I don't even remember now. Um, that seems high. We need okay. We need a bit of a palate cleanser. So I don't know if you haven't seen this, but I'm going with my gut to say that even if you have, it's been long enough that I think both of us could have a good time watching it and a good conversation. Uh, I want to watch The Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski. Oh, actually. I don't think I've seen that movie. No. Okay. Good. Good. No, it's a it's an American classic, man. Uh, oh yeah, no, I haven't seen this. Oh my god, Jeff Bridges, John Goodman, Steve Buscemi. Sam Wait, do you Elliott. not know about this movie? Okay, hold on. The dude abides. The, the dude. Okay, I again, it's something that I have heard reference and I've seen reference multiple times. Mm. but I, I have not watched. Perfect. I know for a fact I've never watched this movie. Perfect. This could not be a more perfect movie then. Awesome. It's it's great. I haven't watched it since I was super young, so I, there's going to be things that I've totally forgotten, you know, so it's almost like watching it for the first time again, but it's a great movie. It's a classic. Uh, I, yeah, we need, we need a, we need a bit of a palate cleanser after these last three weeks because it's been, it's been rough, but Awesome. Yeah, so if you if you do not want to be spoiled for the big Lebowski. Too uh, bad. That's right. You probably should have watched it when it came out in the, the 80s. 80s. Stupid fuck. Uh no. <laughs> but no, it's uh yeah, Jeff Bridges. It's a great movie. Um try to watch what it is before he next week. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm not even gonna dignify that with anything. Goodbye. No, I'm just kidding. No, 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 hold on. That, as always uh please join the discord uh the links will be in the description of wherever you're listening to this and join our subreddit r slash neon valley pod that is r slash neon valley pod mitchell you want to say anything to the beautiful people at home i do i love you sweet people june 13th new suku hey new music dropping soon dropping soon coo. Uh, that wasn't good i was okay. about to do the same thing because <laughs> that was terrible Yeah, I'll jump on that grenade for you, buddy. All right, next week, Big Lebowski. Let's do this. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.